Welcome to the Xterra Podcast. The Xterra mission is to explore and discuss the business of space and its effect on the national and global economy, as well as life on Earth. How does what happens in space affect your life every day? That's what we're exploring on the Xterra website, as well as on this podcast. My guest is Ravi Boundy, co-founder and CEO of Space Impulse, which is described as a LinkedIn for space. Ravi, thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Great to have you. Let's start about uh, start off talking about your background a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So my background is not from space. I'm a, I'm a space nerd since I was a child, and uh, but my background is from uh, computer science. I used to work in telecom. In I used to have also a mobile uh, apps and games uh, company in the past, uh, and uh, one day I decided. Let's try to focus my career on, on the space industry, which is what I always loved. And uh, so I decided to go to the International Space University. They had this uh, nice executive course, which was one week. Uh, it was perfect for me. And uh, I realized there were so many uh, startups going on on the space industry. And uh, that was in 2017. Uh, and at the time, I thought I knew a lot about space, you know, NASA, ESA, all that stuff. I realized mm -hmm. I didn't know anything. You know, <laughs> there were so many startups and, and small companies out there doing uh, amazing stuff. And I said, I, I want to be involved. And I decided to combine what I know, which is IT and software, with wh what I love, which is space. So I started thinking <laughs> about ways of combining that. And the first, the first idea was... Uh, like uh, like a B2B marketplace for the space industry. Right. Sort of Alibaba for space. Uh, the thing I was very naive and uh, I didn't think about ITAR and all that stuff. And uh, I realized the hard way that people in the space industry are not going to just start selling stuff like uh, on Amazon. Uh, there are lots of things uh, involved on, the, on, uh, on it. Which, which now I get it after uh, almost five years uh, working with, with space professionals. Right. Uh, but at that time I had no idea and I thought, okay, like, let's do it. Like uh, every, every other industry has been, uh, you know, disrupted with marketplaces and all that stuff, removing middlemen. In the space industry, it's not that easy. So uh, we decided to pivot to become more social and uh, not focusing uh, so on, on uh, components or services or anything that could involve uh, big uh, uh, legal contracts, but stuff that can be uh, done, you know, like uh, with an email or a handshake. So we started adding jobs, uh, allowing people to promote their uh, the, you know, announcements, press releases, uh, find partners for projects or whatever. And uh, that worked. And suddenly we went from uh, 100 members, which took us a lot of time to, to enroll. And now we have close to 6,000 uh, in, in two years. And uh, the great thing about it is uh, uh, you see how the space in, in just those five years I've been involved in the space industry, uh, I've noticed how, how much it has evolved. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there are so many startups popping up every day with so mm -hmm. many amazing ideas. And, uh, and uh, it's not only 
about SpaceX and uh, you know the usable rockets, which five years ago were something you know like uh, like the iPhone in two thousand eight or nine, and right. suddenly it's like business as usual. Now we are talking about uh, solar energy, energy beamed from space, you know, uh, gas stations in space and stuff like that, which will happen in the next, uh, next few years. And uh, things are changing very fast, uh, you know, exponentially fast. And uh, even when people say they are not, we are not going to see people on Mars in the next 10 years, I'm starting to, to doubt it. You know, maybe in 10 years we'll have uh, at least someone or a couple of people who just land there and, and return back or something like that. But I, I'm pretty confident we'll have it. Uh, you know, it's uh, things are moving so fast. And once you realize that uh, everything is, is changing in parallel, not only in, in the usual uh, countries, you know, uh, Europe with ESA or Japan or, or the US, but you see the amazing stuff they are doing in China. They have now people yeah. orbiting the planet. They sent uh, staff to the far side of the moon. Uh, even the Russians, they, are, they just sent a journalist a few days ago to right. the ISS. So you see all this stuff and they are happening all around the world. Uganda, or uh, I think they they want to, to send thousands of, of satellites out there, you know. So things are changing really fast. and. Uh, that gives me a lot of hope because it means uh, people suddenly are realizing that space is becoming, uh, you know, the next. Uh, I, I don't want to call it the next gold rush, but it's it, it's the next frontier, you know, like Star Trek. It's uh, right. it's suddenly is feasible. That's uh, that's what I want to say. We have actually often described where we are with the space industry right now as kind of being sort of like Silicon Valley in the 1970s and 1980s. It's, it's at that point in its evolution, and we all know how Silicon Valley exploded, and now the space industry is exploding in the same way. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I will say we're at the stage of the internet in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. We still don't have Netscape. We still don't have uh, Amazon. But it's coming. Uh, and as soon as we have those killer apps, you can call them, it's going to be amazing, you know, like fireworks, you know, with people, you know, exactly. suddenly we'll have people living on the moon and it will be something normal for our kids. Uh, it will be, uh, you know, you will have uh, uh, companies extracting resources from asteroids the next 10 years, maybe, and it will be something normal. You know, it's not going to make the news. Just look at the latest. Uh, latest flights by Blue Origin. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the first one by, you know, uh, with Virgin Galactic was amazing. Everyone was watching it. The one with Jeff Bezos, the same. The, the, the second and third one with uh, Blue Origin, I, I think most people didn't realize. I'm still not the space nerds. Uh, right. uh, nobody who, uh, you know, my wife didn't know about it, for example. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> and even with the flight with, uh, with uh, William Shatner. Right, uh, but the first one about with Bezos and and uh, uh, Richard Branson, everyone was talking about them. It was something like like an event, a, a global event. Maybe not the same level as the moon landing, but but most of the average people were aware of it, which for me it's amazing. You know, it's uh, it shows how how space is becoming more in uh, you know is getting more into the uh, the minds of people. And it's also good because it's inspiring kids, you know. 
So let's talk about Space Impulse for just a moment. When somebody comes onto the Space Impulse website and gets ready to sign up, what are they going to see? Is it going to be a lot like uh, almost any other social media site that, that they would come across? So uh, what we are doing is not reinventing the wheel. Uh, what works for LinkedIn works with us. So what we have done is as, as a social slash professional network mm -hmm. exclusively for the space industry. Uh, you are not going to find uh, inspiring quotes with, uh, from Steve Jobs or stuff like that. You are only going to find space news, people sharing stuff about space, uh, and only people who are related to space in some way. Uh, either they are, they are space professionals, uh, you know, astronomy enthusiasts, uh, space nerds, uh, but those are the kind of people uh, you will find. Uh, and the, the beauty about it is the space industry, one thing I realized as, a, as, uh, as a, an outsider is it's pretty fragmented. Despite mm -hmm. the fact that everyone has the same uh, objective, which is exploring space, uh, you know, landing on the moon, whatever. Uh, in, in reality, it's split between nerds, uh, maybe uh, astronomers and researchers and, and the professionals in the space industry, right. you know, satellites and rockets. And I noticed very few, there are a bunch of connectors between those three categories, but they are not very well connected. Uh, right. For example, most professionals, I don't think they watch Everyday Astronaut on YouTube or, or Scott Manley. Uh, maybe they don't watch, uh, uh, they are don't, they are don't uh, the, the astronomers are not so, so much aware about the developments in, in, on the technology side on, on the space industry. So the idea behind, behind our platform is to connect all these people because there's a, a common objective, which is uh, exploring space, finding out if we, there are aliens or stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and uh, because in the end, even if you are just focusing on, on your business uh, and you are on the, in the space industry, you are, Inside you, you are also a space nerd. Uh, right. I still haven't met any space professional who doesn't love either Star Trek or Star Wars or <laughs> something like that. You know, uh, deep inside them, they are they are nerds. And the same with the, the the researchers, the academia, and astronomers, and obviously with the nerds. You know, so all of them they 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 share that in common. And uh, if all these people uh, exchange ideas and opportunities because on our platform you can post all sorts of opportunities related to space not only jobs or uh, or uh, you know partnership requests but you can also uh, share if you are doing some uh, uh, educational stuff and uh, you want to engage with uh, with the industry let's say you are you are a school and uh, actually we had that we had uh, a kid from some school they wanted to send some bees to the ISS and, and the girl created a, a, a listing for a fundraising uh, to, to gather funds so they can help her and, and the other students to send, uh, uh, to send some bees to the ISS. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's, that's the kind of things that uh, most of the time you are not aware of it on, on LinkedIn, for example, or, or, or on Facebook, because there's a lot of noise which is not related to space. Right. And uh, that's basically the idea. Just connect everyone who loves space to do stuff related to space so we can go much faster. Uh, my, my objective with all of this is 
that because I cannot build the rockets or spacecrafts is to make the others to do it much faster so I can go to the moon with my kids, have some, uh, spend a weekend there and go back. <laughs> but, but we're also finding, I think, Robbie, that we're at a point in the space industry right now where there's not as much competition as there is an, a desire for cooperation. We're finding that a lot of folks are are willing to talk with us. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's proprietary things, obviously, but but there's a lot of cooperation that will go on in this industry because it is so young. Yeah, yeah, and uh, your uh, your analogy with Silicon Valley in the 60s, 70s, is it, it's spot on. It's ex We are exactly at the same stage. Silicon Valley was just a bunch of uh, hippies, we could call them. You know, uh, you, you, everyone remembers the, the pictures of Steve Jobs and, and Steve Wozniak when they mm -hmm. built the first uh, Apple, Apple computer, uh, all these, uh, uh, you know, even Bill Gates. You know, they, they were all nerds, uh, you know, maybe a bit naive in a sense, uh, very optimistic about the future. And we are at the same stage, uh, you know, we still don't have those, uh, you know, those very big corporations, uh, you know, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the big primes and, you know, the, the let's say the old space uh, 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 companies, the usual ones, but right. all these new space companies, they, they have lots of enthusiasm, you know, there's, uh, they have, uh, they are very bold. They have uh, ideas that the normal, the big companies who are much more conservative are not going to try. Uh, right. They are going to try, fail, try again, fail. At some point they will succeed. Uh, maybe some of them will become the next uh, Microsoft, next Google. Others will be acquired by uh, bigger ones. But in the end, right now we are at the stage where those, the, the future Apples and, and Googles and Microsofts and Oracles are are getting uh, are just starting to uh, to uh, to find their place in the industry and, and the uh, good news for that is it does seem like there's a lot of money out there that's willing to take a risk on some of these new companies exactly because now people they they see the potential uh, mm -hmm. it's not like like uh, 20 years ago where space was uh, something very niche only for governments for defense Maybe some big satellite operators building, uh, you know, weather satellites or stuff like that. Uh, but now you can do more stuff with space. Uh, you know, now you have Starlink, for example, which is uh, uh, which is going to to completely change the world. Uh, not only uh, not only the space industry. It's like uh, it's like the a new smartphone. You know, like the smartphone mm. a few years ago. The fact that we can have internet everywhere anywhere you know for for everyone that that's totally going to change the world and make people who in the past didn't have access to knowledge to the internet mm -hmm. they will be finally be able to do stuff and and contribute to 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 making humanity you know progress much faster in 2018 you had an interview with spacewatch global where you said that your vision was and i'll quote you a thriving and expanding space industry ecosystem supported by an efficient robust and dedicated marketplace with industry specific functions has that vision evolved somewhat as you've gone along in the last three or four years and and if so how the vision is exactly the same the the uh, the method has changed so instead of uh, uh, 
focusing on, on a very specific uh, need, which is uh, making digital all the procurement of the space industry, which uh, I, based on my experience is very difficult because of uh, different regulations, different uh, uh, stakeholders involved. And it's also the culture of the industry. You cannot just change it uh, overnight. Uh, uh, there's a culture of uh, first thing you do when you meet someone in the space industry is to sign an NDA, you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes even to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, those kind of things are not going to change. Uh, they also happened in the past in other industries. So it will take some time, but eventually now that you have uh, even kids building CubeSats and, and people building actual satellites, which are uh, actually flying, orbiting the planet, built with components from, uh, from both from eBay, mm -hmm. uh, this is changing. So uh, with time we will have, uh, all this stuff will shift to become more, uh, more digital, maybe with some, uh, uh, some specificities for the space industry, maybe make it more streamlined to, to get permission for uh, ITAR components, stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, those are things that need to be, uh, it's not only about the technology, but it's also about the regulation on, on its uh, country, for example, which is not something so easy to, to change. But uh, the fact that you can uh, connect people and just just create that first contact uh, uh, through the internet, through a platform like ours, it just, it's already a big win. Uh, in the past you needed, and especially before COVID, you needed to go to trade shows for right. people to know what you are doing. Uh, right now with a platform like ours, it's basically a trade show 24 seven. Uh, you can have your online presence. You can interact with people from the space industry all the time. Uh, we have a functionality, you can post all your products and services, you can uh, uh, post even your RFPs and RFIs, RFQs, if you are looking to that, uh, mm -hmm. for that, and, and people will, will see that on, on a weekly newsletter, for example, which is very convenient. You don't need to wait uh, you know, every three months if you are going to the big trade shows or every year or whatever and spend thousands of dollars just to have a booth and, and wait there you know, for right. people to, to, pick, to pick your leaflet or whatever. So uh, now you can do all of that online. It's, it's more efficient. Obviously, it's less personal. That's, uh, right. uh, uh, I don't see uh, in-person in events uh, disappearing it makes no sense that it they have their place because of uh, of the uh, uh, we are all humans and we like to talk to people in person you know right. and uh, uh, that's not going to change uh, but but you can still be more efficient and you can be more strategic about where you go uh, to to present your products and uh, when you can just uh, do it uh, you know leverage online platforms to do that Example. I'm talking with Rabbi Boundy, co-founder and CEO of Space Impulse, which is described as a LinkedIn for space. Take a moment right now and click on subscribe to be sure you don't miss any of our podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube, any of the videos from Xterra, the Journal of Space Commerce. <clears throat> Rabbi, what's the role of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency as, as it relates to Space Impulse? So that's, that was something we had, uh, actually, we started backwards <laughs> when we started the company. <laughs> right. So 
instead of first building the community, then uh, building the product, and then adding the, 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 the blockchain functionalities, we started the opposite. We started with the blockchain because it was the shiny, cool things to play with, especially right. for, in my, in my case, as a computer engineer, I like to play with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, smart contracts and stuff like that because it was fun. But it was not something that the space industry needs. Uh, they didn't need it at the time. They still don't need it that much yet. Uh, they will need it eventually. Mm -hmm. Because that's uh, how how uh, uh, the it's progress. You know how all the uh, the same way as you are going all through the internet. You know, uh, selling through the internet, communicating through the internet. At some point, you will need to have a, a, a ledger of what you are doing on the internet, and that's what blockchain offers. So what what we did was to to leverage blockchain so we can. Uh, first of all, notarize contracts on, on our platform. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned before, the first thing many space folks do is ask for an NDA. Uh, we wanted to do that uh, through uh, using blockchain. Uh, also, when you sign, let's say, a, a, a launch agreement with, uh, with a rocket company, mm -hmm. we wanted to, to create, to notarize it, so you don't need to, uh, to sign it in person or anything like that. Yeah, we're talking about 2018. Sure. <laughs> uh, have DocuSign and all that stuff, which are more mainstream. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the third aspect we had is, uh, at the time we had this pretty advanced marketplace where you can could even manage your, your, uh, all your suppliers. Uh, actually, we removed that because nobody wanted to use it. <laughs> uh, and uh, the idea was you could coordinate your, your suppliers and uh, all the payments were, were, uh, were in escrow in a smart contract uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. And based on, on, uh, uh, on milestones agreed through another smart contract, uh, you could, uh, uh, the, the funds will be released accordingly. So when you are satisfied with, uh, with the deliverables from your supplier, you can just press a button and, and automatically uh, the the exact amount of funds related to that deliverable will be transferred to your uh, to your supplier, so that's how we we we, we were seeing it, uh, and but eventually the space industry doesn't uh, it's not ready yet for that. Most mm. industries are not ready for it for that yet. Mm. <laughs> so it's not only the space industry, uh, but uh, it's still early stages. Uh, the 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 blockchain world, even it's if it's more. Uh, more mature now in 2000, almost 22. It's still a bit of the Wild West, lots of experiments. Uh, if, if the space industry is more or less uh, the internet in, in the 1980s, mm -hmm. uh, the blockchain world is still the 1990s, you know, like, uh, you know, you just start having the first Amazon, the first, uh, uh, you know, Google and all that stuff. And uh, they are just exploring the, the potential of the technology. Uh, sure. It's, it's shifting more from a, a speculative uh, uh, thing to more to something like, uh, what can we do with it now? You know, how we can make it, we can use it. Well, of course, you use Amazon as the example when they started out selling books and look at them now. <laughs> <laughs> Rami, let's talk a little bit of nuts and bolts 
what is your subscriber base? What kind of growth projections do you have and what's your revenue model? So we currently have close to 6,000 members, all of them from the space industry. Uh, that's something we take uh, very much care of uh, we, uh, because the space industry is quite small. Uh, it's very easy to spot spammers and, uh, you know, and uh, we actually we kick them out if we see somebody is not behaving uh, properly on the platform or just trying to sell you, I don't know, uh, uh, web development services, stuff like that, which uh, are not relevant. And, uh, uh, and that's basically the added value compared to, let's say, Facebook or, or LinkedIn. Uh, it's it's very industry focused and uh, uh, and especially because the space industry is quite small, uh, it's uh, it's very manageable. Uh, our projections is uh, we actually had this projection for this year to have ten thousand members by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We're getting close to six thousand. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. I, I don't consider it uh, uh, bad. So for the next year, I'm projecting. 15,000 or something like that, just because uh, growth, uh, the growth of, uh, of a social network compounds, uh, there's this network effect. And uh, especially if uh, now that we have, uh, we, ha we are offering way much more value now compared to when we started, uh, at least uh, in uh, this year, we have many more functionalities, people are posting more stuff, uh, and uh, we, are we are already finding what people like, which is mostly jobs, internships, uh, finding uh, partners for, uh, for projects. And, uh, and we are actually focusing much more on that, which is, uh, which is what, the space, with what, what the space community is demanding. And uh, the good thing about being a software platform is you, you can easily uh, uh, follow, go with the flow and, and focus sure. on, on what works. Uh, we don't, we're not building hardware or anything which uh, takes time to change. We can uh, very easily pivot and, and do things. Our revenue model is exactly like LinkedIn. We're not reinventing the wheel. It's uh, something that works. You have a free membership. You can do lots of stuff. It's, it's perfectly usable. You have an account, you show how you can do many things. Creating an account takes literally one second. You can sign in with your LinkedIn account if you want. Uh, and if you don't want, you can just uh, uh, add uh, your email address and, and the password. You don't even need to add your name. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that easy. Uh, and then the more you complete your profile, the more value you can get because the platform can uh, can can give you more personalized a more personalized experience very similar to linkedin then you have premium membership uh, where you get uh, more stuff uh, a recruiter membership where they can post uh, an infinite amount of job offers and then we have uh, an enterprise membership which is uh, very similar to the uh, like like <coughs> like the mix of premium and recruiter, and you get more exposure for your company. Uh, we already have two enterprise members, uh, one satellite company from Finland and one rocket company from the US. And basically we help them, uh, the, the, the enterprise membership, it gives you uh, exposure on our social media. It, uh, when you post something, it gets uh, it's shown first on, on the platform. Uh, stuff like that. 
So you recently got involved with uh, an organization called Stellar Modal, which Xterra is also uh, a partner with. How did you get involved with them? And how do you see them making a difference in the space commerce industry? So Stellar Model has a, a very similar uh, objective to ours, which is connect the space industry. Actually, it's a subset. We want to connect the whole space community. Uh, in their case, they, they also want to do that, but more focused on, on uh, it's more like a trade association to make it easier for space companies to, to collaborate. So uh, in that sense, we have a very co a common objective, which is make, make the space industry and, and, and the space community progress much faster. And uh, in that sense, we, we are going to start collaborating, uh, just trying to you know, make, make, uh, uh, provide more awareness about certain projects, uh, companies doing uh, cool stuff in the space industry and stuff like that. So, Basically, make help uh, if if we combine our forces, we can make the space industry just go faster, and that's the main main objective. One thing more, Rabbi, I want you to look into your crystal ball just a little bit over the next ten to fifteen years, and tell me what you see coming in the realm of space commerce. So, in in the next ten fifteen years, uh, space will be something. Uh, I see it like. We'll have our, our Facebook for space, you know, like uh, if, if we are now in 1980, let's say, we'll have our Google for space, our Microsoft, our uh, Facebook maybe. So applications which become mainstream, maybe it will be very common to have stuff built in space and, and shipped back here. Uh, they already started with, uh, uh, you know, uh, with uh, fiber optics that it seems to be like uh, one of the uh, the killer apps let's say for this mm -hmm. for a start <coughs> and uh, space tourism will be something much more affordable that's for sure uh, mm -hmm. I, i'm i'm saving as much as i can to go with my <laughs> kids to the moon. I, 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 that's something i have you know it's like a, a life's mission to go to the moon <laughs> i told my wife if we win the lottery we're going to space <laughs> i, I get <gotcha>. you <laughs> So uh, I just see space becoming more part of our, our life. The, the great thing about space is uh, it's, it's, it's a new real estate. So uh, right now we are, we are this, in, on planet Earth, we are running out of real estate. Uh, you know, because we're we're basically destroying everything. You know, so and they're not making more dirt. That's and, and you cannot make more more the planet Earth bigger. Right. Same way the uh, the, the the internet created digital uh, real estate. You know, uh, which is uh, uh, which is what you have like internet uh, data and uh, you know websites are basically like like uh, houses where. Uh, where you have data inside them and you can learn from them or you can interact through them. Uh, now they call it the metaverse. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll have uh, 3D avatars, but the, the concept is basically the same. is people interacting uh, in, in a virtual environment. Uh, uh, so what, the spa what space and the space industry is doing is extending, is creating new real est estate. So now that we are going to the moon, uh, you already see that uh, countries are already starting to, uh, to discuss about uh, who owns what. 
and and there are organizations who are trying uh, to uh, to tell you who owns certain areas of the moon who owns uh, who are debating who owns an asteroid? What happens if uh, if SpaceX goes to Mars before NASA or or the Chinese or whatever? Uh, so those are uh, those are things which at some point will need to be addressed uh, at at an international political level. But what's actually happening is very similar to the U.S. in you know during the uh, when when uh, when when the pilgrims were going and colonizing you know, right. uh, uh, the Far West, it's exactly the same, claiming new areas. Hopefully this time we're not killing anyone and <laughs> <So laughs> kicking out anyone. But, uh, uh, but basically you are, you, are getting, uh, you are getting new places to build things, to extract resources, to send people. Uh, and it's basically an infinite amount of space. Uh, the, the only limit is our technology. And once you have this new real estate, uh, the the, your limitation is the technology and what you can do with it. Uh, you can build houses, uh, you know, space habitats, you can build roads, you know, which will be the equivalent of, of space routes, like, like what we have with, uh, with the maritime routes with, with in the shipping industry. Uh, you will have communications, uh, you know, between planets. I'm pretty sure they will add, uh, you know, some communication relays between Earth and Mars or whatever to make things faster. The, it's the equivalent of uh, AT&T, for example. <laughs> so <laughs> all this stuff is, is happening now. And, and that's why you see the interest from so many unrelated companies uh, uh, interested in space. You can see, for example, Caterpillar, uh, with, uh, which we are doing all this stuff with mining and uh, machinery mm -hmm. and all the stuff. Uh, the space industry is perfect for them to expand. Uh, uh, you know, now that uh, mining on, on Earth is so damaging and, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's getting more and more difficult. Now you have a full moon just to mine, a full new planet or Mars to mine. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, basically you are, uh, you are multiplying for 10 your business uh, just, just by focusing on that. Uh, you have uh, Toyota, they are building uh, moon rovers who look more like what we see on science, on science fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of uh, uh, you know these buggies and we see uh, from from the Apollo missions, and uh, all these companies are are basically extending the reach, uh, applying stuff that works here, make it space compatible with space, and uh, and and putting it out there. You know, it's just a matter of time. Absolutely, Ravi. We are out of time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Rabbi Boundy is co-founder and CEO of Space Impulse, described as a LinkedIn for space. And we'll have a link for that so you can see how you can join posted with this podcast. That is going to do it for this edition of the Xterra podcast. You can subscribe to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other popular podcasting platforms. Be sure to click on subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode of the podcast or any of our other videos. You can also get daily news at XterraJSC.com. And one thing more, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at XterraJSC. Until next time, I'm Tom Patton. Thanks for joining us.